I'm George Sleffo. And I'm Elise Liffring. And welcome to The Current Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media, and data-driven marketing. I'll explain in plain English. We talk to the biggest names in digital marketing. And this week, we speak with a remarkable guest, Mike Law, CEO of Kara USA. Mike has spent more than two decades with Dents Who Own Kara, which represents household brands like GM, Microsoft, MasterCard, and P&G. And they consistently rank as the number one global media agency. Mike has tremendous insight into the agency world. So Mike, Dentsu is the number one global media agency. What are some memorable campaigns you guys were a part of? What I'm really proud of is the work that we did for Pfizer over the past years. We thought about the vaccine rollout and their amazing work and effort around that. I think on a more fun note, the work that we did with Subway to reimagine their campaign using all the incredible athletes and relaunch that around the NFL and the different uses of media from television to audio to out of home to bring that campaign to life. But really across the board, we're so lucky to partner with people like P&G who have had such a tremendous voice throughout the pandemic and before about breaking the bias and doing different work that's so culturally relevant, but also amazing brands that are challenging the norms every single day. I feel bad not talking about every one of my clients, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, I think we've been at the middle of some really cool creative opportunities. At the same time, we've helped our clients at Pfizer drive solve to this kind of global pandemic and help get the messaging out about that. So yeah, a lot of amazing work to be proud of. So, you know, the upfronts are behind us now and streaming TV measurement were top of mind. What do you think the trends are going to be next year? I think we are in the middle of some really transformative years. We started a conversation over the past few years about the growth of connected TV, the growth of different screens and the way that people consume media and video in particular, and ultimately the way, let's just call it for what it is, the way that they watch television. I think we saw that come to fruition in this year's marketplace, where we continue to see the growth of connected TV and different screens and different platforms. The measurement conversation is going to continue on. The currency conversation is going to continue on. We're in a phase of testing and learning and trying, and we need to get to a point where we can be more consistent across all platforms, right? So that we can measure reach and frequency holistically, that we can access supply more consistently and freely in order to create a better cross-screen measurement opportunity and a better cross-screen experience. Because at the end of the day, the way that the three of us watch TV isn't saying, oh, don't worry that I saw the same ad five times in a row because I know that they bought one through the open exchange, they bought one ad directly, and they got one for free. Nobody thinks about it that way. They just saw three ads. So in order for us to be better at that, we've got to use technology and automation to our benefit in order to activate better in the future. See, when I just see the same ad over and over again, I just think it's a form of repetition advertising. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> the problem is, is that sometimes it is that, but it's clouded by the fact that many times it isn't. So when we want it to be repetition advertising, it's clouded that it feels like everything is repetition advertising. I covered the industry before joining the trade desk and 
you know, now that I'm here and I do hear Dentsu's name come up a lot in retail media as being super savvy, super sophisticated. How do you see retail media playing out? Like I've said, as it grows, you know, if I'm looking through the lens of like five or 10 years that, you know, retail media can eventually rival search and social uh, because they have that buyer data. Those are my two bits, but like, what do you think about the space and how do you see it playing out in the coming years? I think that retail media absolutely is on a tremendous growth trajectory. We're seeing many retailers pop into this space. The key to us would be that ultimately we're using the data that we get from them responsibly to create a better shopping experience. We know that the point of ad experience to actual purchase and commerce is getting so much closer and so much easier. So our ability to shape that conversation and to make it more influenced by different brand messaging is really critical. One thing for us across Dentsu and inside of Cara, we've had the great opportunity to work with a lot of partners as they build out these platforms, right? So we're not just seeing the product come to us from a buy-sell relationship. We've worked with a lot of these clients to actually build their infrastructures, to take feedback from other platforms, so I think a lot of the things that we've experienced in the past are helping to make the retail media experience even better moving forward. And like you said, George, there's so much great data that sits inside of this circle and that dream of, I had some data to help me choose where to put the ad. I put the ad there and then what happened? And so that closed loop piece of it will be really powerful, which I think is the ground that really sets retail media apart. And we continue to think it'll be a huge opportunity moving forward. You know, the great resignation, it's a thing. And the narrative right now is that mostly tech are hiring away talent that traditionally would have worked at agencies. Can you give us an idea of what the environment is like? Like, what are some of the most largest challenges you guys are facing? When you think about the talent crunch that's happening in the industry, it's happening across the board. It's affecting all sides of the business, including the agency side. I think there's been a longstanding belief that a great entryway into the industry, into the business is through agencies. We faced this struggle for years where we train great people and then eventually they start to move on to other places, whether that be to the sell side or to the client side. But I think with the emergence of tech in the last few years and the opportunities that are existing, the expansion of the number of players on the publisher side or the tech side has caused new challenges for us. The agency is still an amazing place to come and to learn uh, and to be part of something and to get a really diverse opportunity about different clients, working with different publishers, working with different technologies. Uh, so it's really at an entry level, a great extension of the college experience you're in a similar situation with lots of people, create great friendships. But I think at this point, for us, we need to continue to create a really amazing employee experience that includes lots of flexibility, but also lots of learning opportunities. And we have to get people to really understand what the long-term growth opportunities are inside of an agency. And that includes different paths that aren't as linear as they were in the past and give people greater opportunity earlier in their career to explore different parts of the agency and not just become focused on a single specialty, but understand how other parts of the business impact maybe what their long-term specialty might be. That's actually really interesting. Can you give us like a quick example of what you mean by like the long-term opportunity? You know, I've never really thought about that, but you do get to touch a lot of different sides. 
when you're on the agency side? It's really about moving around the group, right? So maybe it's working on different clients early in your career. So you're not only working on a single client, you're getting different experiences. You're working on business development, but also what are the things that impact your area? For a long time, I've thought, you know, I grew up as a investment person and as a buyer, but felt like I needed to understand where in that process buying fit. So what was I buying? Why was I buying it? So I think we need to do a better job of proactively giving people to exposure to planning and to strategy, giving people exposure to analytics. While it might not be that they're working directly in those roles, how do we build training that better incorporates those into the training so they better understand what the other parts of the company are doing and how they all interconnect ultimately in the activations that we're doing. Definitely. And Mike, there's also like a lot of perks like popping up right now, remote work. What is Kara doing specifically to attract employees? We do have a fully remote option. We've encouraged our teams to be as flexible as they want to be and whatever works best for their situations. We have offices that are open and we love bringing people together to experience that camaraderie. We recently held a handful of offsite meetings. And I will say that nobody left any of those meetings saying, geez, I didn't like being around people. (laughs) So I think, you know, we want to be respectful of people's time and situations and give them that flexibility. To me, the best things that are going to come out of this is that one, we realize that we can work in different ways, right? I think before the pandemic, while you could work from home, let's say, you'd get into a room and say, oh, we have to dial George into the meeting and that it would just be said, ah, that's kind of a pain We'll just tell them what happened later. Now, I think we've created spaces that allow for much more of a hybrid opportunity, and it will be much more acceptable, right? If half the team's in and half the team's out, that's fine. I mean, we're going to continue doing our business. So I think what we're offering at Cara is that opportunity. Whatever best suits your lifestyle allows you to get your work done, allows you to create the connections that you feel comfortable creating. The best outcome of it is that Ultimately, you have that flexibility and there's really no difference in what you're getting out of work, whether you're in a hybrid role or remote role or you're sitting in the office. Very, very cool. And one of the things I was wondering is is that before the great resignation, hiring a diverse talent pool, that was challenging. You know, now it's even more challenging, I would assume. And, And I know you guys are doing some stuff in this space. Can you give our listeners like an idea of some of the challenges and and what Kara is doing to attract employees that, so you guys do have a diverse workforce? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd start, George, with why it's so critical to have a diverse workforce, right? As we think about advertising and marketing and communication, and we're talking to several different audiences and we want to create authentic messaging, we need to ensure that the people who are building those plans, who are building those strategies, who are building that content are equally diverse as to the audiences that we're trying to talk to. So I think, number one, we have to better recognize that. Number two, it is something that we have to proactively work at. We spent a lot of time in the past about getting better balance between male and female inside the organization. I'm really proud of the strong female leadership that we have across not just Cara, but across Dentsu and across the industry. And I think that we need to expand that and make sure that we're thinking about diversity and inclusion beyond just that piece of it. The things that we're really focused on are 
opening up the ways that we recruit, right? Thinking about how do we get into different spaces in the initial recruiting that we're not just bringing people in based on recommendations from coworkers, because that just kind of prolongs, you know, my cousin's friend's brother needs this job, and then that's how we're recruiting. I think we need to more actively go out and recruit in different universities, think about different recruiting pools, whether it be HBCUs or we're working with a startup now that helps college athletes who may not have had the same experience in college, but think about the work that they've done in college to manage their schedule, to be productive, the work ethic that they have, but maybe they don't come out of a traditional marketing background. So I think we want to hire the right type of people and we can help with the skill set because we're all in that same situation. I mean, I graduated college with a marketing degree, but didn't know what media buying was. So this is something you have to learn anyway. So I think that's where it starts. And then also just recruiting even for those mid-level jobs, for the higher level jobs from a more diverse set and thinking a little bit broader about what defines the type of people that we want to have in the organization. I want to pivot to something that's like somewhat related, but you've been with the Dentsu family for about 20 years and you took about two and a half years off. Uh, You've told me you call it your sabbatical, which I think is brilliant. When you took that time off, you went to the brand side. And then you came back to the agency life. What lessons did you learn from that experience? And how did you apply that once you returned? Yeah, I I call it both my sabbatical and my professional MBA (laughs) is a good combination of the two. I think I learned a lot. I went to the client side on a client that I had worked on for quite a while and felt like, geez, I probably know a lot about what happens here. But I would say instantly within a few minutes of being there, I realized there was a lot more to that organization. So I better understood the role of an agency. I really understood the difference between media and marketing and how they need to work together. And I saw a huge opportunity for agencies to be further ingrained inside of clients and brands, and that we had to better understand what the brands were trying to do at an earlier stage. And our ability to digest that would make our activations and plans and strategies that much better. At the time, we called it connected buying, and we kind of brought together strategy and insights and analytics and put it all in one place, but working further upstream and giving the agencies better access to brand marketers I think in the long term makes for a better outcome. They know what the brand is trying to say. They know what the brand voice is. And I think the data and the analytics that the agency is able to offer back to those brands to influence the future and how they think about what is the next segment that we might be able to go after? What is the creative messaging that we should be using on different platforms? So just creating a better intersection between agency and brand. They're not two separate groups. They should be an extension of each other. And the closer those two teams work together, I think the stronger product that you're going to end up and the stronger consumer messaging that you're going to get at the end. I'll also say I learned a lot about working for a big company, working for multiple brands and kind of creating relationships and the importance of building consensus, the importance of forming partnerships that one plus one equals three. So I learned a lot kind of a managerial perspective and also a lot from a tactical perspective. On another different note, brands and agencies are now being pretty much attacked on all fronts. There is increasing consumer privacy regulations, shifts in identity, measurement, diversity, new tech. What are you hearing most from your clients at this time? Like what is top of mind for them? So you're saying we're busy. (laughs) (laughs) Very busy, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. I mean, I think that, you know, there are a lot of things coming our way and coming our clients' way. 
what our clients are asking us for is help us prioritize, help us understand like what are the most important things. I think for us and for many of our clients, it really starts with the consumer, right? Like we want the consumer to have a really authentic experience. We want them to love advertising, not look at it as painful and interruptive, that they see it as, oh, I understand the value that I'm getting from this and I've had a great ad experience and a great consumer experience. I do think from a privacy and from a data perspective, we just need to put the consumer first and think about what's appropriate, you know, what's a way that we think that we're fairly using their data and fairly marketing to them in a way that is additive for them. With all the other things that are going on, I think it's opportunity, right? Like as we think about the digitalization of the world, as we think about the growth of connected TV, those are huge opportunities for advertisers to better connect with consumers and to do it in a way that is really more personal, more authentic. You shouldn't let those things pass by and continue to just think of advertising the way that we did 20 years ago. There's so much opportunity in front of us. And then, you know, there's always going to be the day-to-day challenges that come up. I mean, one of the things that I love about advertising is everything that happens in the world, whether it be Hollywood or real geopolitical issues, has an impact on us. And for us in the business, you know, we watch TV kind of kind of cautiously because we were like, okay, whatever happens next, I'm going to have to think about what that means for my clients and my brands. But it also makes it a really exciting business. And that's it for The Current. But stay tuned as next week, we'll have Kate Manfred, Chief Marketing Officer at Discover. I really want people to know that we're more than a credit card company. We're a full service bank that is a digital bank. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The Trade Desk team includes Cassie Crosby, Yvonne Sikic, Kat Vesey, Melinda Zurich, and Christine Gallagher. And remember, as we think about advertising and marketing and communication, we need to ensure that the people who are building those plans, who are building those strategies, who are building that content are equally diverse as to the audiences that we're trying to talk to. I'm George. And I'm Elise. And we'll see you next week.